Welcome back to another to another chapter of Keep Learning the Series. Um, I hope you guys enjoy. Sorry I couldn't upload last night and I realized that I wasn't recording and I had to go to bed. But um here we go. So we're still trying to figure out which of the strange gadgets from Bella was this present. When the challenge of Lane and Bex had arrived to meet her at her meeting, Juicy went out to arrive. Uh, to arrive at that very moment. She laughed as she went home and said, and I thought my uh, uniform was back. She couldn't believe she had been seen in a green or padded or a plated or a plated skirt with black leggings and a sh shirtless cape combo. Dex's was worse than The blue lace the blue laced up jerkin over a long black sleeve shirt and blue slacks with pockets at the ankles. Wasn't so bad, but the twisted lamp cape made him look like a really bland superhero. Captain of Blueberry to the rescue. What's with capes? she asked. I know, they're stupid, right? But they're assigned as goggles, so we have to wear them. Capes? Yeah. Haven't you noticed, noticed that only nobility have them? Blackfell is the only noble school, meaning you have to go there in order to be in the nobility. So we hear, so we will have the cake to demonstrate that. At least next year we'll get rid of the wimpy Harkin. Uh, and he pulled the big edge of the that cracks the cake against his neck. We'll be mastodons. He laughed when he when you cut her previous expression. Each grade level has a mascot. Level 2 is a Harkon, who eats bumblebees that can sometimes form his coming. But level 3 is a Mastodon. So at the opening ceremonies on the first day of school, you get to dress in this cool, earthy costume. Are you glad we missed wearing the Harkon costumes? We look like idiots. Dressing like an elephant didn't sound nearly as appealing as that seemed to think. But she blurred out that instant, assuming she was allowed to stay at Black Spire. One problem at a time, she reminded herself. Hey, you're wearing the women's dress, Rex pointed to the charm with hops. So, uh, soon. So, sorry. Soon. That said, pointing to the charm with hops, soon wore a cape pink over her heart. A scarlet eagle soaring with a white rose on its hands. This pack was square and looked like a bunch of chemistry equipment, twisted into a tree. We wore our family's post uh, uniform. If Grady and Evelyn are letting you wear theirs, they must be serious. Are they adopting you? I don't know. She never thought about adoption. She was still getting used to the idea of being an orphan. What if they didn't adopt her? Everything in her life is so temporary. Her moment of pop star, her home, felt like any second it could be all ripped away. What are they anyway? Bex asked, looking around. A no-money told breakfast to me had something about a manticore screaming its biggest hits. And we both laughed. And people say my parents are weird. It's pretty crazy here, but they seem nice enough. Great and everyone? Oh, they're great. They keep to themselves a lot because of what happened with Grady. 
Another move that they could have is that they now suddenly used to play these huge parties everyone looked forward to all year. And now, they never leave the house. So So they struggle. A lot of people are not insane like the someone they let down. Really? Yeah. She's going to ask why, and he seems surprised. But Angela remembered that what Alvin had explained about the Alvin Lesbian. That was probably probably a better thing than Angela. Which one thing could even follow for the hours he had to pay for them? Well, now things will be uh, good for them. Uh, now things will be good for them having you around. That's total. Maybe they'll get over it. She wasn't sure they'd ever get over it. But his words calmed her pain. If she's good for them, maybe she wanted, they want to keep her. She didn't understand what they were doing. Maybe better than most other acts. Hey, wait a minute, she said to him. Tell me more about my adoption. I guess you don't get a lot of orphans around here. We don't, Betsy agreed. We had a big drama a few we had a big drama a few years back. Some kid named Wiley, whose dad was exiled and his mom and his mom died too. Something broke the concentration when she was leaving. And she faded away, I guess. I don't mind I don't know much. Just like so two of them adopted and and retired from Boston. So two of them retired from Boston? Yeah. Wait, how do you know that? Uh, Alvin mentioned him. Uh, she nodded, kind of recovering. She forgot since she had no concentration with Jerry. Oh, he hates Logan. But I'm saying for the dad, uh, for the dad being exiled or something. But I might be remembering wrong. Dad was a few years older than me, so I never met him, I remember. You ready to go? She slipped her, her satchel over her head. Yep, how do we get there? He let her off a, a few car and pointed to hundreds of crystals hanging in around the chandelier. The late master thought that we're lucky. Our parents are the so they're only authorized to have the 2,000. I mean, I don't know. The 2,050. The late master thought that meant so. Um, it's missing tons of cool places. Fox fight, he shouted. The crystal rotating into one mirror, casting a beam of light towards the ground. You ready, he asked. She wasn't, but she forced a smile across her face. To be fair, she makes the warm feathers whisper through the whisk through her and her away her first day at Fox fight. That's a school, something asked, trying to make sense of the bizarre structures there before them. The five-star glass pyramid and towered over everything but its place in the sun. The wide stone pit. Uh, the main building wrapped around the pyramid in a sharply angled roof, and was made entirely of stained glass. Six towers, each of different cut, separate, separate buildings, and a seventh tower. Another loot monster, same as some. To the left sat a dome atmosphere and two smaller buildings, all built from the same bone stones as the capsule. Looks like Shannon Nubuni. I think I said it right. To the right, two giant towers, one gold and one silver, twisted around one another, combined with extensive fields of purple grass. The place seemed more like a small city than a school, and Sophie Turner could imagine how hopelessly lost she would be. 
that's not how the observer column felt in the past hit, which is packed with prodigies and unicorns, the same color as the dragon six times. All hopes of finding kits faded when she saw the kit, and Sophie ducked behind Bucks, hoping no one would notice her. What are they doing here? She leaned in and whispered. Everyone says we're orientation. It's no big deal. Standing or not, our principal reads off announcements. Uh, they take attendance. How can they take attendance with this many people? He pulled his registry out from under his coat. They check us for keys. Thousands of bells chimed an intricate peal. And everyone faced the far wall, which now showed a close-up of Danny a stunning beauty, porcelain skin, fragile features. She smoothed her camel-colored hair and pursed her lips. Good morning, prodigies. First and foremost, how the heck is Reefrog your guest? Over the weekend? Will. It's not funny. She snapped as if in a cocktail. Her eyes narrowed. Mark my words. Whoever it was, Will. He punched the face of modesty. She let the thought dangle before she continued. Last week we had 14 prodigies to collect special abilities. I mean, luckily, she clapped her hands and everyone joined her. And last but not least, where is she? Ah, there. The spotlight focused on Sophie. Everyone, please welcome Sophie Foster from the Foster. When a level 2 prodigy started her first day of Foxtrot, every eye turned to look at Sophie. Her name hissed around the room like a viper's mouth. So, so I watched her. Then I had a clear with her. Is that how you welcome someone? A second of silence passed before everyone clapped. Sophie looked around the hole for a hole she could crawl into. That's better than anyone said. That concludes stories and activities. Have a wonderful day. Everyone applauded as then I flashed her brilliant smile and blinked out the school. Then our eyes were turned to Sophie, and it was crystal clear. What am I doing? She barely blinked. He laughed and let her out of him to the nearest exit. I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> it's no big deal. She had to force them to flex. She buried her face in her hands. Everyone was just surprised. They never had a prodigy start in the middle of the year. She grinned. Uh, why do I have to be the exception for everything? Just relax. You'll be fine. Come on. He led her into the main building, which was divided into six different rooms by the towers. One room for each lower grade. The walls of the level two room were the same view as a reaper, and the banners bore Hellcamp and Woodfall. That switch had us so many times Sophie asked her, and she was beyond confused when it entered an enormous crowd with glittering crystal teeth. Scattered through the room, the statue of a hawk king filled the sun, sparkling like his head in sapphire instead of silver. Prodigies chatted, chatted as they cut cloaks and scrawls in little narrow doors, doors, thanking the hawks. But everyone fell silent when they noticed Okay, this is the auditorium, Bucks explained, ignoring the spectacle they were creating. He checked her schedule and let her toes to fall. A drawer marked with a room she couldn't read. This is your locker. See the silver strip? He pointed to a shiny mirrored rectangle on the top. 
just underneath the city. Look at The rock uses a beer bottle. That's gross. It tastes good. She doubted that, but she could feel how very much she had to She licked the silver rock and went, Mmm. The bottle too quick to finish. They change every day, but watch out for Ellen's face. The last week with Pepper made everyone sneeze like crazy. Dex dance his rock was two doors down, and a loud croak sounded as he opened the door. Dex yelled and slammed it closed. Let the whole moon burn with the stench of rotten leaves the first morning day, and the dash of burning bubbles trapped inside. Scream mustard in my locker, he screamed. A high wheezy snicker erupted behind him. They whirled around to face a girl towering over them and had her giant stick in the sun. The girl's head was covered with a mass of frizzy brown curls, so it looked to Sophie and so it took Sophie a minute to recognize her as the bald girl from Soaps and Dolls. Two girls standing next to her were cackling, cackling like evil hounds. How did you get into my locker? Dex demanded, stalking up to the Italian daughter. His head barely covered her shoulders. You left it open, idiot. I guess remembering the toy toys is too hard for a summer to bad match. Dex squarely his chin. His eyes lit up and he pointed to a row of shaggy hairs along the jaw. Nice beard you're growing. Hope you know how to shave. Dina felt her chin and shrieked. She grabbed Dex by the soap. You little that's quite enough, Miss Hex. A slender woman in a deep blue gown cape ordered as she stepped through the door and pulled them apart. What's going on here? And what on earth is that smell? She put a mustard in my locker, Dex told her. Her bottling scene in my leftover juice on fire steamer retorted. The woman shook her head. Her long raven hair frizzled behind her. Such behavior. And in front of a new product here? Almond-shaped eyes dug the circle. I'm sorry, you had the seeds, dear? You just walked through the wall, was all Sophie could think to say. Perhaps Bezos do so like that sometimes. She turned back to Dex and Queen. You two should be ashamed of yourself. Apologize. Dex scowled. Queen glared. The voice mumbled. You two obviously need some time to bond, so you can spend all week together and learn how to pitch. But what are your rights, son? Uh, I don't want to hear it. Dex, get that mustard out of here. But it stinks like pickles. And Stina, you seem to have some strange hairs on your chin. You might want to have that one checked out. Dex crackled up. Stina turned deep red. She covered her beard with her hands, covered her hands, and stalked up. Followed by her minions, Lydia Alexian stepped across the alley toward disappeared through a fog wall. See what I mean, Dex asked, as he kicked his locker and feed it. Sophie nodded. What exactly is a mustard? Kind of like a frog. But a bird stinky guys when it's scared, so you should probably get away from it. Unless you want to smell like mustard fumes all day. She didn't have to tell her twice, and she already was the weird new girl. She didn't want to be the stinky weird new girl. Hey, you're the prodigy Jane Weiner told us about, right? The new one? The small boy asked, catching up with her as they set off through the halls. He was a couple of inches shorter than her, 
Once again, here in the Holy Land Books, Sophie, she's the Angelty, whoa, yes, I'm living in your archive. Alright, cool. Anyway, so, I'm going to uh, stop it to you. But they're all good, so I guess I'm going to show them how it's done. Uh, anyways, just saying, Gilding these people up at the Rapid Fire Foods, each one, and to have buckets of sugar for breakfast. See, I told you she'd be nice. He shouted, waving several kids around him to beat red, uh, I know, bright red. So these cheeks were probably red. I'm not afraid of you before. I don't know pretty much nothing. So where are you going this morning? Gentry asked. She'd been hoping no one would ask that question. Not that I expect the way to be honest. Uh, be honest. I was living with humans, she whispered. Humans? Everyone fell silent. So everyone was mean. Well, that's great, but cool. I'll be a human. I'll you'll be a human girl. That's awesome. She finished. How will I have to serve? If that's what you want. Thanks. They hit a fork in the road and she took the right path up the road. Chelsea followed her. Where are you going? Elemental elementalism? She didn't miss the fact that she was that he that he used the word we. She laughed. Oh boy, you're going around now. Come on, I'll take you there. Tanya wanted to uh, to run from the humiliating books. Who was paying way too much attention to her. But she didn't need help, so she swallowed her pride. Then backtracked, making so many twirls from the tongue, so they had to admit she never would have planned it without her. Finally, it entered a narrow track that smelled like a storm night before. A storm right before the first rain of mother, right before the first drops of rain fell. Gently pointed to her back to the Your session is your session's in there. Oh, and be careful. I'd hate for you to get zapped in one of those things. Okay, wait, she added, as his words sank in. What do you mean zap? Something was already gone. He stared out the door, wondering if it was wondering if he was kicked. There was a school. This was a school. Not without any dangerous learning curves. Around prodigies. Were there? She took a deep breath and plunged in. Squared her shoulders and pushed the door open. A loud thunder crack shook the floor, and the purple lightning shot a whistle and knocked the head off her feet. Well, that is the end of chapter 17. I hope you guys enjoy. Sorry about the poor quality. I just realized it. Um, I hope you guys can get around it, but I'll try and fix it by next time.